Hello, God bless you. My name is I'm Unique and I am here. Oh, I got so much to share, but I'm going to share what the Holy Spirit leads me to and permits me to, considering there is a time limit on (laughs) how long I can record a podcast. I don't want to be here all day and I don't want to have you here all day. Um, I got a couple of things that in mind that I feel led to talk about. Um, thank God for social media. You know, I, I really, I like social media. I use it. I don't think that it's demonic. I think that whatever you put on it is demonic. It's kind of like a human body. Um, I don't think that every human body is demonic. However, I can put on a t-shirt that says I worship Satan and that would make the human body demonic. You know what I mean? But I could also put on something that says I love you. Jesus is is the truth, the way, the life. And that would be true. And that would be not demonic, right? So it's basically it's a platform. Our lives are platforms. Just as sure as social media is a platform. Whatever we use the platform to display, to promote, to glorify, that's what makes it what it is. Like without any people, Instagram would just literally be a bunch of unfulfilled algorithms and computer codes and I don't know, you know, all that stuff. But um so yeah. <laughs> that was random. Um, but anyway, the reason I say I, the reason that I say I love social media is because um, I just saw a quote on someone's page and it just freed me. Like it said, um, the spirit in them hates you um, because it, it was a I don't have time to describe everything, but. Anyway, the quote that I saw made me think about some scripture that the scripture where Jesus tells his disciples, if the world hated me, they will hate you. It's actually John chapter um, 15. Let's see, John chapter 15. He says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Uh, I'm way too far up. I need to go down. (laughs) It's actually verse 18. It says, if the world hates you, this is the New King James Version. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet, because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world. This is encouraging me already. But I chose you out of the world. Therefore, the world hates you. He didn't say, oh, yeah, I'm going to stop there. He didn't say the world is going to dislike you. The world is going to cancel you. He said they're going to hate you. I have, I, 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 all of my life, I cannot, I cannot say that I have been, I, I can't say that I have hated anybody. There are things about people that I hate, like a lot Uh, especially when it's something that's causing me harm um, or another person harm. Like I hate when somebody is just unfair and abusive to other people. Like I hate, it's stuff, characteristics I hate. 
right? I hate liars. I hate people who lie for no reason. Just, you know, it's like, ugh. I, I, I grew up uh, next, I grew up around a person who lied about everything and manip- it was manipulative. Just Jezebel at, at her finest, lying spirit, just ill. And so I, I just, I had a flashback. I'm sorry. But anyway, um, I've never been in a position where I, I like actually hated somebody. I hate things about people, but to hate a person, Jesus says they will hate you as in everything you are, everything you stand for. They will hate you. Thank you, Jesus. So, um, this is, this is heavy. They will hate you. This is the part of Christianity that we really need to sink our teeth into. By that, I mean, we need to really get a grasp and grip on these type of scriptures. And I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit brought this scripture up to me because I have been just dealing with uh this just uh just some feelings and things i've been i've been like you know you could tell when somebody don't like you or when somebody got something against you and it's just like am i tripping you start to check yourself am i out of line did i do something you know i've been dealing with that type of thing and the lord reminded me that no you're not necessarily out of line they don't like you so no matter what you do whether it's right or wrong People are not going to like you because you're my servant, because you live for me, because I live in you, because you are, you feel with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to go down. He says in verse 21, but all these things will they do to you for my name's sake, because they do not know him who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would have no sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. He who hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works which no one else did, they would have no sin. But now they have seen. Excuse me. Now they have seen me. Excuse me, but now they have seen and also hate both me and my father. Anywho, like this is the first um, realm of conversation that I'm going to like have right now. People are not going to like you just because you're a Christian. And if you have a lot of people who do like you, you might want to question your Christianity, your stand, your true, like, Christianity is not just a religion that is like, oh, love, God is love, truly, but love has, has boundaries, love has correction, love has, this is wrong and this is right, like, love isn't just bubbly, feel-good feelings that you have, amen. And so sometimes even as Christians, we can be deceived into living this Christianity, living as a Christian, quote unquote, who expects people to like them. 
expects people to like them. <laughs> and if you're expecting people to like you and you run run into some people or somebody who doesn't like you, if you're not secure in the word of God, if you're not secure in who you are in Christ, then you'll start to try to do things to make people like you. You will move off of your post and try to do things that make people not like you. Um, God have mercy. It's so much this that I got to speak on. You have people even in the church. I don't know what church you go to, but I know what church I go to. And I know the God has placed me here for a reason. Um, but you have people in the church and I'm not anybody's judge. I'm not, but I have the Holy Ghost. I know that. And thank you, Jesus. And the Lord shows me things in people, on people, in the church. He shows th- shows me things about myself, of course, but I see, I'm a seer, and I'm very sensitive to things. And so I'm looking, I'm watching, I'm like, this person goes to church every Sunday, but they're not really Christian. They was just in the parking lot cussing. Or they was doing this and that, you know. And I'm not saying this to talk negatively about my church or to ne- talk negatively about people. But I'm saying, if you are a true Christian, you have to make sure that you're not naive to the fact that not everybody is truly walking this thing out. Some people do receive Jesus and, you know, by faith, they're going to heaven and it's okay. Whatever. Maybe they're not chosen. The Bible says that many are called, but few are chosen. So you got a lot of people who just get saved and live a decent life and it's okay. But you got some people who God actually uses who God actually has on the battlefield, who God actually like gives assignments and a purpose and like, like there were a lot of people who followed Jesus when he was walking the earth. Um, a lot of people who came in and out of his life and like, okay, let me see what Jesus is doing. But he only, there was only a select few who actually stuck with him, learned from him ate of his flesh and drank his blood, quote unquote, and actually started operating in the things that Jesus was operating in. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Um, so <laughs> it's crazy, man. I said that to say that, you know, just not everybody who quote unquote following Jesus or following the trend of who people say Jesus is, is saved and is is really righteous, living righteously, living in holiness. Um, Hate is a strong, strong to carry. I mean, I don't know what's the noun for hate is a strong thing. To sit around and hate somebody, they take a lot of power. 
It takes a lot of anger. It takes a lot of frustration. It takes a lot of energy out of you. Like, you just walk around and, oh, I hate this person. Like, to walk around with it, there's something wrong with you. Once again, I'm not talking about not liking something about a person or like something a person does that isn't right, right, that's wrong. You know, I hate sin. I hate, like, like I said, I hate things. I have things I hate, but I've never just walked around like, oh, just treat this person. I hate their, hate their goods. Like, <laughs> nonetheless, as a Christian, you will be hated by the world. Hate is a strong emotion. And you, when you start to pick up on it, don't be discouraged and don't be moved. Don't be shaken by it. Don't be thrown off or caught off guard by it because Jesus told us about it. Mm-hmm. The closer Jesus got to the cross is like the more raw and real he started getting with his disciples like okay at first it was just like come follow me let's do this let's do this come listen i'm gonna preach i'm gonna tell you this and he was teaching in parables and he was doing all this and then he started getting close to the crowds he started saying stuff like drink eat my flesh drink my blood blah 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 like real stuff they gonna hate you you will be persecuted That type stuff. Carrying the image of God, carrying the glory of God, demons hate that. The devil hates that. Cause it's something he can't do. Something he'll never like do. He carries glory, but it's not the glory of God. It's it's like a worldly thing. Anyway, I don't have time or the expertise to preach about that. But yeah, so just don't be surprised when people hate you. And don't be surprised if it's somebody who you didn't expect to hate you. (laughs) Don't let it discourage you or take you off your course in Christ. It's a normal part of being a Christian in a dark and demonic world. I would be mad too. If I was trying to, if I had an agenda and somebody kept trying to stop my, stop my agenda from going for it. That's how Satan is. He has an agenda. And as children of God, as Christians, we are sent to earth by the will of God to, to destroy the works of the devil. To interrupt his plan. Jesus said, he said, for this reason was the son of God manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Mm -hmm. So that's crazy. I keep saying that's crazy because I keep having flashbacks of something that happened like recently. And it's so wild. Like you expect, like you see it happening, 
Like, God will even give you foresight and, like, a... They about to betray you. They about to try to sabotage you something. Or they about to do this. Or they about to do that. Or be expecting this to happen. But it's like, okay. All right, cool. Thank you. I got you. But when it actually happened, that is... That is something. So, um... Thank you, Jesus. So... The second thing I want to tap into is something that I have been trying to talk about for the for a few days now, um, which is when you're outgrowing relationships. When I say that, typically our mind goes to like this place of um, maybe what well, my mind does it, when I say out am I growing somebody it makes me think about like think like maybe along the lines of I'm better than this person now like who they are I'm just killing it and they are you know nothing compared to what I'm I'm just outdoing them and that's not what I mean because there's a quote by Dr. Darius Daniels he says all men are created equal but not all men um Add, not everyone everyone is created equal but not everyone adds equal value I believe I'm quoting that correctly um not everyone adds equal value um and so <laughs> that's what I mean like sometimes you get to a point on your journey where you're like your value increases as a person, you begin to understand your worth in Christ. You begin to understand that you are a woman, that you are a man of God. You learn about what the cross means for you. You stop selling yourself short. You stop allowing people to treat you and talk to you any kind of way. I don't mean like walking around trying to defend yourself for every, every little thing. But I mean, like, if I'm on a date with a guy, potential, you know, husband material, and he starts manifesting by just this mean and disrespectful spirit, then if I'm grown, if I have grown as a person, as a woman of God, I'm not going to accept it. I'm going to say, you know, excuse me, I, I I choose to not continue with this date. Can we make this end? Right? <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So, like, when you know your worth, there are certain things you don't, you just don't accept, you don't deal with. I'm not saying you have to tear his head, tear a person's head off if they mistreat you. I'm just saying, like, you don't just stay in, like, women, for instance, real life the real life stuff, domestic violence. Some women stay in abusive relationships or relationships where they're not treated as they deserve to be treated and vice versa. Men too stay in abusive relationships because they don't know their worth and value in the eyes of God. So they, they go throughout their life thinking that they're not worth anything. And so they just accept whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah. So when I say outgrown, when you've outgrown a group of people or a person, um, it's along the lines of like, you no longer understand who I am. You truly like don't know who I am anymore. Because although at the foundational level, I'm still the same person, that version of me has evolved and matured. And so this level of me, like you, you're not really getting it. It's like when you go to, when you say, I know math, I'm very good at math. And you're like, okay, here's third grade. Let me give you this third grade math. And you're like, one plus three equals five, two times three. I don't know what third grade math is like, but, and you're like, yeah, okay, you can handle that. And you're like, yeah, I can do math. I'm good at math. Okay, here's some um, trigonometry. And then you're like, oh, I don't know how to do this. I can't handle this. This is too complex for me. You know what I'm saying? That's how we are as people. At one point in my life, maybe I was third grade math, but now I'm like trigonometry. I'm hard to figure out, but it doesn't mean that I'm impossible to figure out. It's, I mean, I'm able to be figured out. It's just... Can you? Do you have the skill? Do you have the, the 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 intelligence? Do you have the wherewithal to understand me? You know what I'm saying? And some people don't, and that's okay. But that doesn't mean that we can't engage with them anymore. It just means in the to the depth at which we engage with them, we can't. Like, we used to have, you know, maybe you and the person used to have, like, strong just laughter and just, oh, my God, we relate to each other about everything. But then you say you give your life to God, and now you don't even like talking about the same stuff anymore. You've outgrown them. It's time to move around. Um, hate to sound um, kind of blunt, but that's the reality. Life is is not, we have a limited stay here on Earth and I believe that uh, God does things in our life, does things in us to get us to a place of truly surrendering to him so that we can have the best possible experience on earth. He gives us the tools. He gives us the principles. He gives us his word, his Holy Spirit. He gave us like everything we need to be successful. Amen. So... Praise God. I'm thinking about a lot right now. But it's a good thing. Staring, brewing with ideas and thoughts. That's good because you could be mentally flaccid. But anywho, you've outgrown a person. Or it may be a group. An environment. A circle of friends. Sometimes you mature and grow faster than what society tells you you should be growing. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes people tell you you're supposed to be in the third, you're supposed to be in the fourth grade when you're 10. Well, how old is it? I think eight or nine years old. But maybe school is just so easy for you that 
you get to fourth grade when you're six. So it doesn't make any sense for me just because other people are moving at a steady and average pace. If I've already advanced, if I'm advanced, what good is it doing me to stay with a sixth, third, at a third grade level education if I'm already able to do fourth grade work? Even if I'm in a freshman and I'm, I don't know how certain schools, every school is different. Even if I'm younger than the age that typical varsity players play at, if I got the skill, if I got the ability, that doesn't mean that I just don't need to play varsity just because I'm not the right age. If I got the skill, why not, you know? And I understand some people say it's for social reasons, but hey, I say be the best you possible. Um, how to navigate when you're outgrowing things, people, places, experiences even, not just people. Things you don't used to enjoy, you don't enjoy anymore. You don't find fulfillment in. You know. Actually, I take that back. Let's, yeah, let's lock in on people because stuff in this world just doesn't really matter. Some stuff in this world but people, that's who we engage with. That's how most of our experiences truly happen. So people, um, <laughs> I remember when I first got saved, I gave my life to Christ. I had a lot of friends before I gave my life to Christ. I was a pretty popular person because I played basketball. And it's like wherever I went, no matter what school I went to or what I was doing, it's like fame, not fame. I mean, fame, I would say, sort of found me. Like I'm trying to hide, I'm just trying to be a normal person, but no matter what I did, like I was always acknowledged for something. It was, was it for uh, academics or sports or whatever. So I was known throughout my life younger years if you school age years and even through college I was known I played basketball and pretty smart too like God has really blessed me and so even now at this stage in my life people know me for certain things people know that I'm a singer if I see people sometimes publicly it's like it's just okay wow like golly anyway but when before I got saved I was known for certain things to do certain things, to be a certain way, to live a certain way. And after I gave my life to Christ, I was no longer living that way. And so all the people who knew me as that person who lived like an unsaved person, I no longer could connect with those people. I had to leave some of those relationships, leave those relationships behind because that was no longer my identity. I got a whole new life. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen. And so that can be challenging to navigate, especially when people want you or expect you to be a person who...
people expect you to be a person that you were before you got saved anyway. Keep beating that dead horse. Beating the dead horse. I want to give like some practical tips and ideas on how to navigate these types of relationships. Because it happens. And even after you get saved, you're at a certain level on your walk with Christ. And you advance, you grow, you mature. And it's like, okay, I don't even... Y'all still talking about... Did Jesus raise from the dead or not? Like, yeah, he rose from like I believed it. Like we passed it. What's what's up now? Like <laughs> no offense to anybody who I'm not trying to talk about I'm not talking about elitism, Christian elitism. Because at the end of the day we're all if, if you're in Christ, we're brothers and sisters. So I'm not looking down on anybody, I'm not looking up on anybody. Like we're all equal in God's eyes. He died for me just as much as he died for you. However, what each of us chooses to do with our salvation and what Jesus did on the cross is up to us. It's up to us to seek him. It's up to us to get an understanding of what this means for us. So, you're maturing, but the people around you are still on the same level. What do you do? How do you engage? How do you, what's it like? What do you do? First thing I would say is that you, have, you may have to have a conversation. Just honest, let out. Well, I won't say conversation, because it's like a one-time thing, but I'll say communication. Sometimes you gotta communicate before you actually get to the, the, the end of a conversation. Like, I could be communicating over the course of, of a week to actually get something across to somebody. Especially if you're more like me, like an introvert, and you're, you know, the Lord is working on you with, <laughs> with confrontation. But anyway, communicating. Um, like, for instance, you want to go in a... Wanna go here and do this? Uh, what else? We finna go do this. Yeah, thank you for the invite, but I'm feeling tired today. I'm gonna. You ain't gotta lie, but you know, no, thank you. I appreciate the invite, but I'm gonna go do this instead. Um, and you don't necessarily need the explanation or why, or this is why, or because, or whatever. It's just like whatever. Oh, uh, you want a uh, French fry? Um, thank you. They smell good, but, um, no, thank you. I'm not going to have any this time. Instead of saying, like, I don't eat french fries no more. You know, I'm, uh, get my health together. <laughs> I don't know. Just some examples. Communicate. Speak up. Like, Do you like, like, what do you? I actually had some relatives um, come in town. Uh, some friends, family, whatever you want to call it. came to visit. And one of them was insisting that I stayed at their dwelling place while they were in town. And... 
I insisted not. I was like, no, I'm going to stay at my own place. Um, and I had to constantly communicate that because they were pretty, just like I said, just so insistent. Why don't you come and move with it, you know? Stay with us. Come stay with us. Please, we can do all these again. Um, thank you. Such a nice place, but I'd rather go. Whatever, you know. Don't have to be no... It don't have to be an ugly war. But it does need to be communication. So, yeah, communicate. Communicate the truth of who you are. Some situations, some situations, you may have to just nip in the bud. Like, cut it off altogether. I don't... Especially if the person is becoming controlling, manipulative, or abusive. Oh, yeah, I got to... Nah. Nah, I'm good. You might just have to block them all together and let the chips fall where they may. You know. So yes, communication. Another thing I would say is you might have to relocate. Relocation. Communication. Relocation. And when I say relocate, don't, I, I don't mean to do it in a way that you're running from people. I don't want to be around people. I don't want to be around them. So I'm going, therefore I'm going to move. Every decision we make should be led by the spirit of God. The Bible says that those who are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. So... If we do move, relocate, or block anybody or communicate anything, it should be because if we're saved, it should be because the Spirit of God has led us to. Not because we want to go off on somebody or not because we just feel like like doing it. You don't move across the country or across the world because you feel like you move out of obedience to God if you're in Christ, that is. Some people, we got free will, so you do whatever you choose, but if you are surrendered to living for Christ, you know what I'm saying, stipulations. But, um, yeah, I have to relocate. Not, I already said that. I'm not going to keep repeating. Okay, relocate. Um, move to a different place that the Lord is leading you to. I know that um, after I got saved for a while, I was able to live in the same city that I used to not be saved in. But after a while, Holy Spirit told me to, to move to a different city. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah. So I moved. <laughs> And I'm here, and it's just such a blessing. Hard, challenging, emotionally un- unstable environment, but here. God, thank you, Jesus. Um, 
I'm about I'm getting emotional thinking about some things. But yes, um relocate. Even if it's not across the country or to a different state. Maybe it's just relocating out of somebody's house. If you have a roommate that you're staying with and they're not saved, but so you got saved before your roommate got saved. Maybe you've tried to witness to them and share the gospel and whatever, but um, they're not receiving it. They're still just going to continue to live the way they're living. You might have to make a decision. Hey, when this lease up, I'm, I'm finding somewhere else to stay. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real. So, or you may be living with um, maybe relatives or family. You just have to communicate. Hey, I'm moving here, blah, blah, blah. And when you have that distance and or personal space of your own, you can... Firstly, worship the Lord freely. (laughs) And then it gives you a realm of, I guess, authority. I... When you have a house of your own or a place to stay of your own versus living with someone, when you're living with somebody, um, there's only you, you, there's kind of a lot of compromise that has to take place. Certain things you don't do out of respect for the other people and vice versa. Or some things that you may like to do the other person doesn't like when you do it or vice versa. So when you're living alone by yourself, is you and the Lord. Um, you have a, you determine what happens in your home, what happens in your living space. If you don't want somebody to come over, tell them no. If you do, invite them over. You know, like. It's authority. You have authority in it, in it, in that area. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So, um, communicate, relocate. Stay grounded in your identity in Christ. Stay grounded. Stay grounded. Get grounded and stay grounded. When you have a strong conviction about who you are in Christ and even what you're called to do in Christ, it saves you the agony of being misunderstood by people. The agony of Oh, no, they don't like me. What am I going to do with myself? It saves you that type of stuff because be surprised. 
you'll be surprised that even in our love for God and love with God, and sometimes that little, not fornicate, adultery, spiritual adultery will sneak in. We'll start to love other people more than we love God, or we'll start to cherish other people being in our life more than we cherish God being in our life. And when that sort of thing sneaks in, then when we discover that certain people don't like us or maybe certain people aren't who we thought they were, when we discover that, then we may be heartbroken. And so the best thing to do is to stay grounded in Christ. Stay rooted. The Bible talks about letting your roots grow down deep into him. Which they should. Like, let it grow down deep. Deep, deep, deep. Like a tree planted by the rivers of water. The Bible talks about that, actually. He says, blessed is the man who who's, who's trust in the Lord. Who, who makes the Lord his trust. Who, who puts his trust in the Lord. It's in Jeremiah... Uh, Either 17 or 27. Maybe 17. Is there a Jeremiah? Let me get, let me just, I'm Here we go. Jeremiah 17. Look at God. Um, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes. For its leaves remain green and it's not anxious in the year of the drought. For it does not cease to bear fruit. Perfect scripture. Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8. And that was the... I don't know which prayer. I think New King James, maybe. Anywho, so it's a blessing. about the, the Bible says, when you make the Lord your trust, it's a blessing when you are so saturated in Him, so in love with him, so rooted in him, so just in into him that it's like you're planted, like you're not you're not gonna be moved. It's a blessing about you're blessed. You're blessed when you're in connection with God constantly, constant fellowship with him. He doesn't never he never promised us to be blessed by being connected to other people. He does say things like the word of God does say things like two are better than one for they can help each other succeed. And it's good and pleasant when brothers dwell together in unity. And he also says where two or three are gathered in my name, you're in I'm in their midst, I'm in the midst. But he never says that you're blessed simply by being connected to a person. 
God can't bless you through people and vice bless others through you. But we're vessels. The the blessing comes from God either way. We're just like carrying it, like transporting it. Like I got a ship, say for instance, that's bringing goods from one country to another. And the ship brings the goods to my country and I'm getting the goods off of the ship. I'm like, yes, I got the goods. But I don't just stay there and fall in love with the with the actual ship. I'm like, the ship is... <laughs> Just carrying it. I'm not saying you beat the, the the ship up and mistreat it, and you know, but <laughs> you don't fall in love with the with the ship. Fall in love with with what the ship is carrying. I don't want to make that sound like you're using people for that gifts, but I'm just alluding to the fact that it's God in people that we lean into, not the actual person. Bible also says that it's vain to put your trust in man. The book of Psalms. Thank you, Jesus. So, yes, stay rooted in God. Like, make sure that your relationship with him is very closely knit. So that when you do have moments where you feel distant from people, you feel isolated from people because they don't understand you or or maybe they're just choosing to not understand you or maybe they're not not growing or not seeking God in the same way that you are. Or sometimes other people outgrow us, you know. We could be on the other end of this too. But either way, we can't be so attached to people that we miss out on God or cause somebody else to miss out on God. Sometimes we have to let people go and be great too. But I'm speaking definitely to those of us who know you're called to something great. Know God is calling you and chosen you for something great. But And then their time, excuse me, disregard that. But, but I'm talking to people who know you know God has called you to something great. But <laughs> I did it again. You know God is calling you something to great, and you're starting to feel more and more set apart from people. You notice you're not fitting in, and people just don't relate to you at the depth at which you relate to God. Oh, the Bible says the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Hallelujah. But people aren't able to do that. People aren't able to search all things, the deep things. So, those are a few things I want to share. Um just about how you kind of navigate when you're outgrowing people um, or places even. This can apply to 
any sort of thing, if you will. But, wow. Just had a vision, okay. Yeah, stay rooted in God. Communicate. Relocate. Um, and know that you will be hated. Because people hated Jesus. But don't let their hate from other people discourage you on your walk. You got to be so saturated in God's love that that hate just kind of repels off of you. It doesn't throw you off course. I'm not saying you're not going to feel it because we are human. We have weaknesses. We have our own issues. But as humans, it's like, yeah. Just make sure we stay rooted in Christ. So that's all I have for today. Please forgive my voice. It is a little raspy because I have been utilizing it a lot. My church hosted an amazing conference this past week. And we did a lot of worshiping, praising the Lord, shouting out, crying out to God. So I'm thankful to have a voice that's like this. Amen. <laughs> For God, to glory. Not just to be walking around sounding like this. But anywho, um, God bless you all. I'm uh, thankful for you listening. I want to carry on. I really, 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 really hope that this blessed somebody and encouraged you, even strengthened your faith, even gave you some perspective and wisdom on what to kind of do when you start to experience that hate from the world. Um and or start to grow, outgrow certain things, certain relationships, people, places, etc. That's it. Yep. God bless you all. You know, my name is I'm Unique. You can find me on pretty much every social media platform. Um, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Um... Yeah, Facebook. I'm on Snapchat too, actually. Um, threads. Everywhere, pretty much. <laughs> um, at I'm Unique Devon. At I M U N I Q U E D E V O I N. At I'm Unique Devon. You can find me there. Yeah. And I'm also on all music streaming platforms as at as I'm Unique Devon, and that does not have an at symbol. First name, I'm Unique, I apostrophe M, U-N-I-Q-U-E, and Devon, D-E-V-O-I-N. And it's on Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music, etc., etc., etc. Yeah. Let's go. Glory to God, y'all. God bless you. Hope you have a great and blessed day, week, evening, whenever, whenever this may find you. Pray that it carries you through and over into God's best for you. All right. In Jesus' name. Amen. Until next time.